So, um, when talking about practices for everyday holiness, uh, the first important question that we need to address is what is holiness, right? Um, so, at first it might seem like a very obvious thing, but one of the things you learn very quickly when dealing with heady issues like theology and philosophy are that lots of people will use one word and mean completely different things when they say it. Um, so getting on the same basis is an important place to start. So you can look at a few different places to try to, to figure out what it means, right? If you go onto Merriam-Webster, um, you get a very basic definition of holiness being a state of being holy. Very helpful. Um, so then you go one step further, okay, then what is holy, right? And Merriam-Webster gives you a bunch of different definitions, but the one I liked the most was exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. It's a very lofty goal um, if we're going by that, right? But let's look at a few other things and maybe we can like piece this together better. If you look at one of the very traditional theological definitions of holiness, uh, holiness is to be set apart. The sacred is what is set apart, right? Uh, set apart from what is the question then? When you look at God, right, that's who we're imitating with holiness. God is set apart from the world through his perfection, right? Everything else in the world has some kind of imperfection, but God is perfect, and that's what sets him apart. One of the things that sets him apart, right? So in us, at trying to imitate God in holiness, what is it that we are set apart from? We're set apart from that which keeps us from being like God, a.k.a. sin. All right, so holiness is being set apart from sin to be more like God, all right? And then if you look into scriptures, as we should always do, you have many different areas talking about holiness, right? Uh, and one of the best ones I think that you can use is from 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verses 15 through 16. But as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in every aspect of your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So there's no further reinforcing um, our call is to be like God, to be what sets up, to be set apart in the same way as God, set apart from sin, leading towards perfection. Um, so combining all those things together, you know, you can try to kind of piece together a more coherent vision of holiness, okay? It is being like God, being set apart from sin, trying to strive towards perfection, even though, you know, we'll never fully reach it here on earth as humans, striving towards that perfection of God, and doing it in every aspect of your conduct, right? Holiness isn't a one-time thing. Uh, it's not something that you just have and will have it forever, right? You've got to keep working at it, right? Um, so piecing all that together now, how, now that we have the definition of holiness, what do we do with this, right? Um, one of my uh, favorite uh, saints uh, talking about this topic is Francis de Sales. Uh, and he has this book called The Introduction to the Devout Life, right? And he talks a lot about virtue uh, in this. And virtue, I think, is one of the biggest uh, elements that we need to focus on when trying to live out holiness, right? We have to develop virtues to be uh, more in line with who God created us to be, right? Um, but there's so many virtues, right? So, like, what do we pick? We can't just try to do – I mean, we can try to do them all at once, but you're going to probably crash and burn. So you got to, like, focus in on what you really need, right? And so Francis de Sales, uh, in his book – has a couple of quotes. Uh, the first one I think is really important um, because often in our lives, we all have these like big ideas of what we want to do, right? We want to we be the holiest person we can. We want to go out and do these amazing things, right? 
Um, and so we want to have these heroic and courageous virtues to help us do that, right? But Francis de Sales um, very wisely points out in his book, he says, don't sow your desires in someone else's garden. Just cultivate your own as best you can. Don't long to be other than what you are, but desire to be thoroughly what you are. Direct your thoughts to being very good and to bearing the crosses, little or great, that you will find there. Believe me, this is the most important and least understood point in the spiritual life. We all love according to what is our taste. Few people like what is according to their duty or to God's liking. What is the use of building castles in Spain when we have to live in France? All right? So that's a kind of poetic way of Francis de Sales saying, hey, all right, we each have our own state in life that we're living in, that we're currently in, whether it's you know, a student, a professional, starting a family, already a parent, you know, and all of these different states of life that we find ourselves in are going to have specific virtues for that state of life that we need to work on. So for example, like if you're a parent, right, then maybe you want to be, you're your person who wants to be like, oh, I'm gonna work on the virtue of fortitude and like be really steadfast in my faith and go out and defend it, right? But like what you need in your day-to-day -day life at home is like patience to deal with your crying child every single morning, right? So you, you have to look at what God is calling you to through your specific state in life and work on those virtues first because that's what's going to lead you to holiness um, in the day-to-day -day life. Um, his next quote that he has um, is on a similar vein. We do not often, very often, come across opportunities for exercising strength, magnanimity, or magnificence. But gentleness, temperance, modesty, and humility are graces which ought to color everything we do. There may be virtues of a more exalted mold, but these are the most continually called for in daily life. So, Four great examples of virtues um, that can be used in daily life are given right there throughout most calls of life. Wherever you are in your stage of life, those are things that we can all work on that will help us each and every day. Gentleness, temperance, modesty, and humility, right? And they're not the most grandiose virtues, but they are the ones that we will be using and needing the most in our lives. And so they're the most important for us to really focus in on. Now, knowing about that, how do we then incorporate this? How do we gain these virtues, right? So first step, as in most things, is prayer. Um, we, nothing, nothing about virtue, nothing about striving for holiness is our work, all right? It all is a response from God. God first loving us and first calling us to virtue, right? And so what we do is respond to that. And so prayer is a good place to start when responding to God, right? Praying, going to him and asking him, Lord, what are the virtues that I need to be working on? Lord, how can I work on these virtues, right? And then listening for his response in your heart. Once we get through prayer, the next important step is to just practice them, right? So virtues are habits that we build up, right? And you can't build up a habit without just repetitively doing it. So it's kind of boring to say it, but like just practice is, is like the biggest thing for building up any virtue is just going out and doing it over and over and over day after day until it becomes second nature, until you no longer have to force yourself to do it, but you find yourself just doing it because it's who you are now. So those are two very important steps, right? 
Um, and overarching all of this um, is a key theme of discernment, right? So figuring out um, what virtues you need to develop and figuring out what state of life you're in so you can even know, you know what virtues to, to develop all requires discernment. Um, and so it's very important that we take that time to really look at where we are in life, look at our vocation. Um, if we're not already living out like marriage or priesthood or religious life, it's important to take times uh, to really think about that so that you can then start developing those virtues. And if you are already in one of those, it's always important to still keep reaffirming that calling, right? Keep praying about your vocation. Keep praying for strength in your vocation so that you can then keep living out all of these virtues. And when looking at the different virtues um, and how to apply them in your life, uh, a, a big overarching rule that you can start from uh, is to look at the twofold commandment, right? Everything stems from there, really. Love God and love neighbor, right? That's your foundation. So if you look at that, you then say, okay, my goal in life for holiness is to love God and love neighbor. How do I specifically do that in my life? And once you know the virtues, determine the virtues, you can easily kind of pick out from there how you can live out those two things. So like as a seminarian, as a priest, love God. Well, love God's pretty, pretty simple for everyone. Love God, you know, go to the mass, use the sacraments, take advantage of that grace, pray, develop a relationship with the Lord, right? And then love neighbor is the one that's more specific to your specific calling, right? So as a seminarian, coming here, doing talks like this, um, serving at the mass, that's, that's the ways I'm called uh, to love neighbor. And then for each one of you, it'll be different depending on where you're at in life. Loving your, your work, uh, co-workers at your job, loving your family, your wife, your kids, your husband. Um, all these ways are different ways to then live out um, love of neighbor by utilizing different virtues, okay? Going from that, um, I think the next best thing is to look for examples that we can then imitate who have already done this. And of course, that is the saints. Um, and there's a whole bunch of saints we could look at um, when doing this. But the saint I always go to first of uh, all whenever doing any talk is St. Therese of Lisieux. And she actually works out perfectly for uh, this talk. So I was very happy about that. Um, for anyone who doesn't uh, know about St. Therese of Lisieux, one of her uh, biggest contributions to Catholic theology is called her Little Way. And it's her uh, spirituality uh, that's all about doing small things in your daily life with great love. All right? And so her definition of holiness that she has somewhere in this book, I couldn't find it, but I found it online, um, is holiness consists simply in doing God's will, being just what God wants us to be. Right? So her little way then is to do the little things with great love, all right, and little virtues. That's what she always focuses on, just like Francis de Sales was saying, just like uh, so many saints in the church have said, you've got to take the little virtues first and then live them out. And what she really emphasizes there is not just the what, but the how, you know, doing it with great love. So she emphasizes that the action, while important, isn't going to get you there if you're not having the correct intention behind it, right? She says, um, sanctity does not mean this or that practice. It consists in a disposition of the heart, which makes us humble and little in God's arms, aware of our weakness and confident even to the audacity 
goodness of our Father. Right? Humble. Having a humble disposition. Alright? So, again, you're seeing these small, little virtues done with the correct intention. Right? Without love, deeds, even the most brilliant, count as nothing. Okay? So, another thing that she emphasizes in her little way is not just doing things, not just uh, cultivating virtue, but also being open to sacrifice, all right? That's another really, really important area that can help us grow in holiness every day. She says, miss no single opportunity of making some small sacrifice, here by a smiling look, there by a kindly word, always doing the smallest right and doing it all for love. And so when you read more about her life, um, you get some very good examples of how she did this, right? Uh, and two examples that I wanted to share um, are from this book. One of them is long, so I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to explain it. Um, but it's, there's a story that Therese tells um, when she was in the monastery, um, in the convent, sorry. Uh, and she was assigned to help this elderly invalid nun uh, get around day to day, right? And this nun was very irritable, very annoying. She was rude and mean to Therese every single day that she tried to help her. Therese would spend her days like helping her get into her chair to move down the hallway, get her to the refectory to eat their meals, and then even have to go and start cutting her food for her to help her. And all the while, the nun's just like berating her the whole time. And Therese talked about how even through all of that, she would just smile and wish her well and keep doing everything she could to help this woman despite it all. And later on, uh, when talking to her and talking to other sisters, she found out that this nun had no idea that she was a terrible person <laughs> because she thought that since Therese treated her so well, she must have been an amazing person. Uh, and that Therese's, she said that Therese's smile that she gave her every day through the midst of all this was the greatest blessing that she had had. So, a very practical example of like the very little things and sacrifices uh, that can make a huge difference and help us grow in holiness. The other um, story, which I can read because it's shorter, um, is another story um, of her doing work in the convent. Um, another time, washing handkerchiefs in the laundry opposite a sister who kept on splashing me with dirty water, I was tempted to step back and wipe my face to show her that I would be obliged if she would be more careful. But why be foolish enough to refuse treasure, treasures offered so generously? I took care to hide my exasperation. I tried hard to enjoy being splashed with dirty water. And by the end of half an hour, I had acquired a real taste for this novel form of aspersion. How fortunate to find this spot where such treasures were being given away. I would come back as often as I could. So, only Therese of you. Um, can, you know, take this super annoying situation and find a way to turn it into a joy, right? But that's like the heart of her, her little way, the heart of sacrifice, is taking the struggles, taking the crosses that we are being given, no matter how small they are each day, and finding a way not just to endure them, but to see them as a good, right? Um, she offered all these sacrifices up, even, no matter how big or small they were, for the good of souls, for the good of her own soul and those of the souls around her. And so all of these um, are just amazing examples that Therese gives us of practical ways in which to live this out, right? Um, and so 
looking at all of that, you can take a few tips um, away of how practically to live out these things. One, first, of course, pray, grow closer to God. Because when we're closer to Him, then we'll desire to do His will more. And it's by doing His will that we lead ourselves more into holiness. Second, performing small acts of charity for our neighbors without looking for anything in return. Just like Therese, Therese wasn't looking for this nun's approval when she was taking her through the halls each day. She did it because it was good uh, and because it was what God would want, right? Finally, endure sufferings and the difficult part, try to do it with joy. I suck at this still, um, but it's something you have to strive for. And I still, I pray for that every day, uh, to the grace to be able to not just endure my sufferings, but to find the good and the joy in them. And so all of these, again, are things that you have to just do day in and day out um, until they finally become easier and become more a part of who you are. So looking at all of that, um, I want to offer a couple of discussion questions that we can talk about amongst ourselves in our tables. The first one being, what are the virtues that I most need to develop right now? And how can I practice them each day? The second question, what are the opportunities I have in my daily life to make a small sacrifice? I'll say those one more time. What are the virtues that I most need to develop right now? And how can I put them into practice each day? And what are the opportunities that I have in my daily life to make a small sacrifice? So you can feel free to take a few minutes and think about those, pray about those, and discuss them among yourselves. And before we do that, I would like to just offer one more quick prayer to help lead us into this moment. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you love us, you guide us. Guide us now in this moment. Fill our hearts and our minds with your grace so that we may share with each other how we can live more holy lives each and every day in the small ways of life. Send your Holy Spirit down upon us with the graces we need for this moment. We ask this, Lord, in your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.